Welcome to episode number 11 of the Sectarian States. The United States dollar is the world's global reserve currency. If the United States were to split up and the US dollar abolished, that would create a bit of a problem for global trade. The reserve currency, by the way, is what other countries use or other businesses in other countries use to help with international trade. Without a reserve currency, if businesses in Mexico wanted to trade with businesses in Egypt, for example, what would need to happen is for Mexico to buy things from Egypt using the Egyptian pound. To do that, the business may first need to buy Egyptian pounds using the Mexican peso. Egyptian banks or businesses or currency traders on the international market would then need to sell Egyptian pounds for pesos at a market rate. The problem that may arise is that perhaps not enough banks, businesses, currency traders, or other actors would be willing to sell the Egyptian pound for any amount of pesos because they will not have an easy time selling the Mexican peso. That could happen if, for example, Mexico had stuff they wanted to buy from Egypt, but Egypt didn't have anything they wanted to buy from Mexico. The Egyptian would have to sell the pesos to someone else in the world who did want to do something with Mexico. In the olden days before the internet, and indeed before international telecommunications, this would have had the possibility of creating a situation where a Mexican wanted to buy from an Egyptian, but could not because of the inability to get Egyptian pounds in exchange for the peso. But if the Mexican had an ounce of gold or a currency that was convertible into gold, such as the British pound until 1931, or the US dollar until 1971, then the Mexican could give the gold, the British pound note, or the US dollar note to the Egyptian, and the Egyptian would be able to put the gold in the Egyptian bank, or sell the gold for Egyptian pounds, and put the pound in the bank, or they could put the British pound or the US dollar in the bank, and the bank would accept it almost as good as gold, with perhaps a little bit taken off for the bank for a fee. So until 1971, gold was the reserve currency of the world, with the US dollar being the paper form of gold. After the U.S. dropped the gold standard for international trade, it had already done so for domestic trade sometime before 1971, gold was no longer the reserve currency of the world, but rather the fiat of the United States was, and still is. The U.S. dollar is still the most marketable currency in the world, backed by the full faith and credit of the United States of America, for whatever that's worth. The U.S. is still the reserve currency because the U.S. is the world's top trading partner. Almost everyone trades with the United States, therefore everyone needs dollars to buy things from the United States, therefore the dollar is still in demand the world over. This benefits the world and the United States. They get a reserve currency that everyone uses and therefore makes trade easier. And we, the United States, have the power to buy imports more cheaply than if we were not. And also we can inflate our currency without worrying about paying back debts in higher dollar amounts because the debts are denominated in the dollar that we control. By we, I don't mean you and me. I mean the people who have the power in the United States and often use that power against you and me. One day though, the United States dollar will probably not be the global reserve currency. 
If we inflate our dollar more than other countries inflate their currency, then eventually our dollar will be worth too little to serve very well as a global reserve currency. This could happen in the near future if our government continues to spend much more than it taxes like it has been doing for the last many years now. If the government actually starts controlling spending and narrows the deficit gap, it will happen in the farther future when the U.S. debt constitutes too great a part of the U.S. budget. As the interest on the debt increases, partially because of future increasing interest rates in general, and partially because we keep borrowing more money, thus leading to greater interest payments, eventually we will get to the point where interest payments consist of 100% of the federal government debt. The only way to prevent that is to spend less than we tax, which does not look like something that is going to happen anytime in the future with the way things are going. This may, of course, be very far off in the future, depending upon a great many things, but it is something that will have to be faced eventually. Thanks to our political system, however, events that will happen far in the future do not matter in political calculus. Politicians are only concerned about what will get them elected and keep them elected, and so far, worrying about the national debt and deficit have not been sufficiently interesting to the electorate to make those anything near a priority. In fact, the things that do pique the electorate's interest are things that typically would increase the debt and therefore increase interest payments. My friends on the left, or right, or center, or anywhere for that matter, who are concerned about climate change are experiencing this same kind of political malaise. Global warming effects will happen in the future, far further in the future than most of the electorate, and therefore the politicians, care about. As they warn us, by the time people actually start caring about it, it will be too late. And much like deficit hawks in the Republican Party, Climate change activists in the Democratic Party have far too small a voice to be able to effectively change the course of climate change. But enough of explaining how things are, let's look instead to how things could be. If the United States were to disappear tomorrow and to be replaced by uh, 2, 10, 50, 100 smaller countries or however many, and the dollar disappeared with it, that would effectively end the use of the dollar as the global reserve currency. I am not an auger, and not only can I not predict our future, but I also can't predict the infinite variety of alternative futures that may be. But I don't think that this needs to be a problem, or at least I think that there are some very easy solutions to the problem. Some of these solutions I've already touched on in episode 4 of this podcast whenever we're talking about money. For our first solution, the no longer united states keep the dollar, or a sufficiently large amount of them keep the dollar, in something looking more like the European Union than the United States. This might actually be beneficial to the dollar as the global reserve currency if no single state has the power to unilaterally inflate the dollar, but rather all these different states have to get together to do it, that could restrain the political manipulations of the dollar more than our current system does. So that is probably the easiest solution to several problems, although it does open up a can of different problems among what would be the dollar monetary union member states. As another solution, in the future, when the US dollar stops being the global reserve currency, other currencies are expected to step in. In the European Union, there's already a regional reserve currency, the Euro. That zone already extends beyond the borders of the European Union, in a way. There are other zones where a regional currency is used as a reserve, or where countries readily accept each other's money. 
So, if the dollar suddenly ceases to exist, or ceases to exist over time, other currencies will rise to become reserve currencies. At first, perhaps, there will be the Euro region and the China region and other various regions, but over time, one currency will probably become the new global reserve. Yes, it's true that the former United States would no longer benefit, but on the upside, the US would no longer have that much power over the rest of the world. Of course, whoever holds the reserve currency might just take that power for themselves, but for most of the world at least, one would be just as good as the other. As a tangent to the solution, we also have the International Monetary Fund. Now, I'm no big fan of this solution, but it might be better than some alternatives. The IMF could transform a little bit into creating a more or less global reserve by holding, buying, and selling at government nonprofit rates the various currencies of the world. You want to trade your pesos for pounds, you just go to the IMF and trade it there. Not to get too technical, but the IMF could turn the special drawing right into more of a currency than it already is, or they could simply create an international currency that uses the basket of currencies it currently holds as its reserve. If the dollar suddenly disappeared, there would be meetings at the IMF almost immediately to determine where to go from there, and they would likely come up with some solution before too terribly long. Those solutions might be more decentralized, they might be more centralized, they might be something like something else I say in this particular podcast, or by the time they come to implement the plan, the problem may be moot because some other solution has already been found and implemented. Another solution is technology. Global trade between countries sucked a long time ago because they had to get a hold of each other's currency. Now you can do that on your phone that you carry with you everywhere you go. We are no longer as bound by the double coincidence of once when it comes to currency exchange. If you have the peso, I can buy it using Egyptian pounds, then sell that to get Saudi rials, which I then use to purchase something from Saudi Arabia, and I can do this in a matter of moments. Or, more likely, there would arise a virtual industry of currency exchange. There would be an app for that. I, sitting in Minnesota, would have my account set to buy and sell at certain price levels, so you could get the Egyptian pound from me because I bought some two months ago when the price went down, and now I've exchanged those for your pesos, which my app automatically sells to a buyer in Costa Rica in exchange for a British pound, which is then kept in my account until it reaches a certain price, or I sell it early to get more local currency. In fact, I think apps like that already exist, and that there are people who are already doing this. If the dollar were to disappear, not only would the market find a way, but people in the market have already paved that way for us. There may still arise some new global reserve currency, but with technology the way it is, that currency holder might not have as much power as the US currently does. And that, I think, would be good for everyone. Finally, and this is the one that would be best for the world, but worst for the political leaders of the world, and therefore the least likely to happen, is to return to an international gold reserve, or something similar. The world was essentially on a gold reserve until just 1971, and if a country decided to challenge the US dollar hegemony, one way they could do that is to back their currency with gold. With a gold-backed currency, other people in other countries would use that country as a reserve because it would be as good as, or almost as good as, gold. And it doesn't have to be gold, of course. It could be silver or some other precious metal. It might be backed by cryptocurrency. Perhaps a cryptocurrency itself would become the world's reserve currency completely free of any state control. Any of these options, though, would be bad for the state, though. Or at least not as good as if that state were the global reserve currency issuer, and so would be fought tooth and nail by adherents of the state. On the other hand, and especially if it were sudden, the disappearance of the dollar might mean that more people choose 
non-state options for currency and for trade. Maybe the dissolution of the United States and the extermination of the dollar would lead the way towards the rest of the world becoming more economically free than they currently are. Maybe not, of course. Maybe China would just rise as a superpower and put us all in the same camps they're currently putting the Uyghurs in. I can't tell the what-ifs of the future, just offer possibilities that could be worked towards. What I can say is that someday, the dollar will no longer be the global reserve currency. It would be a grave mistake of hubris to imagine it will be for the rest of time. I can also say that the benefits of having the global reserve currency, at least the benefits for the citizens, not the political overlords, might not be worth staying united with people that hate you and want you dead, and perhaps vice versa. It wouldn't be worth the civil war that seems to be coming closer every day. Perhaps it is worth it to our political overlords, but to you, to me, would not be worth it. So yes, if the Union were to be dissolved, and the US dollar with it, there would be uncertainty with the global reserve currency and international trade, but it need not be a devastating blow, and could even become a minor inconvenience that leads to something better for the future of international trade and humanity than the status quo. That's it from me today, everyone. If you enjoy what I do here, please rate me on whatever podcatcher you may be using. You can find me at YouHadMeAtHayek on Twitter. If you have questions or comments, or if you just want to read my random tweets about politics, booze, or cute animal retweets. Until next time, you take it easy.